what's up it's your host tori and who is ready to be petty Welcome back to another episode of RTBB. Today I have a special bonus episode. Lisa from the Lisa Rants podcast joins me to talk about, and just like that, episodes one and two. If you enjoy our discussion today, which I really did, I thought it was a really robust and detailed like recap and discussion about the first two episodes. If you like today's episode, let me know if you want me to talk about the next drops like episode three and four five and six etc etc and if you have guests in mind let me know and I can see what I can do for you I know the holidays are coming up so it's going to be like busy with family obligations and stuff like that but I love talking about this shit so (laughs) just let me know if you want to hear more and just like that content I also want to say in the episode, I say that all of the main characters of the original series are straight and that is totally a disservice to literally the hero of this TV show, which is Samantha, uh, because obviously she dates a woman in the show and she has that like kind of cringe but kind of funny line about being a trisexual because she will try anything once so my apologies to the absolutely legendary iconic woman that is samantha jones of course i have to shout out my free streaming services plug so thank you to friend of the pod angie i so appreciate when my friends allow me to use their (laughs) streaming services because I was going to say like I'm a cheap bitch, which possibly, but like I do pay for like a fucking bunch of streaming services and happy to share my password. So I'm so lucky when my friends want to do the same with me. I also just want to put a little plug out there for the upcoming episodes. I have like a really big TikToker coming on who I am like obsessed with her TikToks and obsessed with her podcast. I fucking pray to God she's not listening to this right now because I feel like it's going to be like meeting a celeb. I will literally die if she hears this, but I just want you to stay tuned because I'm really excited for that episode. So subscribe so you get notified when that episode comes out, I think this weekend. Okay, I've talked your ear off for way too long. Here's my conversation with Lisa. I'm back with a very special guest. Lisa from the Lisa Rants podcast is here. How are you doing? Hi. I'm so good. Thanks for having me back. I love our episodes together, so I'm really excited. Me too. And I was telling you before the show, but you reached out to me and we're like, do you want to talk about? And just like that. And I was, I don't think I've put together an episode outline, Zoom link, the work so quickly (laughs) I was like can you record tomorrow (laughs) literally I I just like had to reach out because I knew there was no like better person to really talk about this with thank you and uh I was just so excited and I was so excited that you were just like yes so this is perfect this is perfect so did you watch sex in the city like I think we're all the same age so I I didn't watch it when it was like live but I obviously in high school watched the entire series and the movies what about you 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like in high school, it was just like always on like, yes. e, like TV. Yes. And um, and then like when the movies came out, like I literally went to the movie theater, like with my mom and her friends and like saw it, like the whole thing. But it wasn't until quarantine where I really like from episode one, like fully binged the whole thing. And I was like addicted. Um, so I'm like a very I feel like I'm a very hardcore fan at this point. Nice. <laughs> so um knowing that this reboot was coming, I was like, I had a lot of mixed feelings. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I also remember going to, I think it was the second one in theaters. And I'm pretty sure I was under like the age of the movie rating. So I also Mm -hmm. went with my mom and like my mom's or like my friend's moms. And they sat like two rows behind us when we watched the movie. Oh my God. But I feel the same way. I've watched the series in its entirety. But you're right. I feel like it's always on E, especially around like the holidays. There's just always like Mm -hmm. the marathon of it, like all day. A full marathon all day long. Yeah. So I always remembered that (laughs) growing up. And I've talked a lot about the reboot on the podcast just because, well, A, the Samantha Carey of it all has been like just huge in the news with the Mm -hmm. falling out of Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker. And then I just feel like sex in the city for its time was such an iconic and like game changer TV show that it getting a reboot is huge. And it's fully like 11 years after the movies, 17 years after the TV show has wrapped. So it, It's just really historic, I would say. It is. What were your hopes for the reboot? Like, we've watched the first two episodes now, which we're going to get into, but did you have any specific, like, ideas or were you hoping they were going to cover certain topics? I think, um, and I I don't know if we're going to get into this later, but I think my idea for the show, I mean, obviously, Samantha's not coming back, so we knew that. So Artie wasn't obviously super happy with that, but I was like, okay, it can still be good. And I think what I wanted out of the show is what I used to get out of it, which is very like, just like a fun, happy, It it's like a escape from reality. I feel like Sex and the City, it's like fun and it's like sex and fashion and friendship. And like, that's what I wanted. I just wanted to see that as them now being in their 50s and 60s, you know? So I think I didn't expect it to be such a realistic take on what happened after all these years so I think that's where I'm just like eh, you know I don't know <laughs> totally yeah I had the same thoughts like I feel like sex in the city is the quintessential show of people who don't live in New York being like this is what it's like to live in New York and like yes. this is like my dream of going to the the Big Apple and wearing all the fun clothes and going on so many dates and just yeah. like going out and having fun hundred absolutely and we did get like a whisper of that like they're still in like gorgeous apartments and gorgeous clothes and they shot at like you know beautiful parks and restaurants and all of that so we still kind of get that but there are some key differences in the reboot compared to the original season that or series that are very tonally different which (laughs) we will get into yes so spoiler 
warning, we're going to talk about the first two episodes of the reboot. Mm -hmm. All of our initial thoughts. (laughs) Yes. So it came out on Thursday. We're recording on Saturday. So really, really our initial thoughts. I haven't listened to any podcasts about it. I read, I think, one Vanity Fair article, but that's it. So this is just really our our hot takes. Yes. Get into it. (laughs) So I think the first thing, and like it's also just right off the bat, is we were like, what are they going to do with Samantha's character? So they say that she's in London. They say that she dropped the girls after Carrie like fired her as her publicist, (sighs) which is wild to me because it's like Carrie was not her like main client at all I feel like Samantha was like doing Carrie a favor by being her publicist right like that was never a storyline it was just really weird and I just didn't I just I just didn't like it I didn't like it I felt like all they had to do was be like she's in London and that's it like we didn't need to like them trying to make it very clear that like they're no longer friends it just was crazy because like their friendship was so strong like we watched their friendship over years they've never had a fight like that they've you think in their 50s and 60s they're getting mad over petty shit like that like (laughs) no that's not even samantha's character it's not even like you think that she would care about something like that like she might be mad for a minute but she like they would never she would never cut off all the women over something like that that was so silly and crazy like it literally made no sense and they're like oh we have all reaching out to her and she's not getting samantha would not do that that's just not even her character and it just made me so upset that they painted her out to look like this petty person who would get mad over something like that uh sorry i'm I'm very passionate about it because i love (laughs) samantha so much and i just didn't i just felt like they could have just been like oh she's working in london again you know because we saw her move away before and it's just like okay unfortunately we just won't be seeing her we miss her so much and they could like pretend to call her some scenes and like they could have just like kept it alive a little bit instead of trying to just like we're done with her I thought we'd be friends forever. Yeah, us too. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. You can't just like do that. I just don't like. And I think that they were trying to be realistic in the sense that like friends grow apart. But it's like, no, you guys have already been friends for like fucking 30 years. Yeah. Like it's not no one is like my mom is like, you know, in like the same age as them. And it's more of like she's she might get annoyed with her friends. She's not cutting them off at this point. Like who's cutting off friends as they get older? Like if you've been through so much stuff with them, you're not just going to cut them off over something like that. So. Absolutely. Yeah. You're right about the point of Samantha, like moving to Miami before. And I feel like she has talked about, I don't know, just her career was obviously really important to her. She had never had money problems. It was Carrie that had money problems. So like Mm -hmm. she would not cut people off. I feel like for like, a weird business deal yeah and I feel like she was Carrie's publicist to support her as a friend yeah like and she was like ride or die she was always there for those girls and Mm -hmm. I felt like the whole moral of the sex in the city series was that your friends are your soulmates like that Charlotte quote or whatever yeah 
and that men were the accessories to mm-hmm. their to their lives and Sam supported that so it just it didn't make sense at all even think about when in this first Sex and City movie where you know Carrie and Big have the breakup because of the wedding everyone dropped what they were doing and they like went on the honeymoon with her so many times Samantha would fly back to New York just to like attend one of their silly little parties like she was always there. So even if Samantha did flee to London and just like cut them off, what what they would have done in the past, they would have all gotten on a flight and just flew to London and been like, girl, Literally, what's yeah. your problem? Because that's the type of friends that they were. So for them to like try to like be so casual and just act like, oh, we're not friends with Samantha anymore. It's like, no, that like is not fair that's insane i don't care about the drama they're having in real life do the character justice do these friendships justice because like like you said these were very deep friendships like on this show like that's what the whole show is about pretty much and like you said like they were soulmates like they wouldn't just let they wouldn't just let a couple missed phone calls like stop them from being friends i don't know So that's my whole (laughs) rant on everything. (laughs) Totally. And I feel like a similar thing was Grey's Anatomy when Christina Yang left Meredith Grey and then Patrick Dempsey, Daru Shepard died and they pretended she was at the funeral. They could have still done the flowers scene, but they could have just been like, oh, it's COVID. It was like impossible for her to fly here for like one funeral let's exactly like she sent the flowers like Mm -hmm. we still love her etc exactly but it is funny I think because a lot of post-show reflections have been like Carrie's actually a trash human (laughs) yep and I do think it's funny that Carrie's perception of even this situation is that Sam cut ties because of a business deal and Miranda even gave a little bit of pushback like oh I don't think she would really do that and they didn't super get into it but I'm just curious about what's going to happen next because I thought they were going to do the like conversation at the beginning and then that's it and then they did the flowers and I was like oh that's a perfect closure moment they she sent the flowers you can be like thanks we still love you Samantha and then move on yeah and then you see Carrie sitting in that fucking chair again like I feel like she's always in a chair in the corner of her apartment yeah. <laughs> texting people and it's like she sends a text message and you can see the conversation and it's like a bunch of unread messages mm-hmm. uh sent to Samantha and I was like Okay, so are we continuing this plot line for the full 10 episodes? Um, I don't, I felt like that was the closure moment because she was just kind of uh, like, thank you. And like, that was. And that's it. it. Okay. I'm guessing. Um, Yeah, it would be really weird to keep like, keep it going. But I don't know. I, the whole show is weird at this point. So you, we never yeah. know what's going to happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I also just thought that it was way too close to kind of what happened in in real life like Samantha was saying that or Kim Cattrall I should <laughs> use the real person's name 
So Kim was basically saying that, you know, all the the storylines she had done for Samantha had been wrapped up, but a lot of people have kind of digged into that more. And they were talking about how like Sarah Jessica Parker demanded way more money as like the main quote unquote role. And then also a lot of people have just looked at what of what the Samantha storylines were, especially in the later seasons. And they were just kind of like not flattering, kind of embarrassing. Yeah, she wasn't empowered at the end, really. Yeah, there was just, they weren't enriched storylines and they kind of did Kim dirty. So Mm -hmm. it kind of is interesting how it seemed to possibly be actually like a business deal gone wrong and like her kind of ghosting (laughs) the cast so it's just really interesting and Kim has said like Carrie or Sarah Jessica is like kind of a mean girl and she's trying to like spin it like she's not it was definitely a dig because I think even Carrie said like didn't she say something along the lines of I I didn't think she would use me as like cash grab or something like that yeah and it's like yeah like you're trying to throw shade at Kim Cattrall in real life but it's like this is a show like keep all that out of it like Samantha wouldn't do that it's like Samantha's not a bad person like think whatever you want about Kim Cattrall like let's keep Samantha separate you know and that's what I don't like about the whole thing I feel like they really disrespected the character of Samantha and I don't like that (laughs) yeah because it's sad when you think of like not only their friendship like in real life but like just doing such a again historic like this is these women this is like the role of their careers and just to I just can't imagine having a sour taste in my mouth about like just yeah again my my most important role in my career it's just I I feel so bad for for Kim mostly but just for everyone involved yeah but did you hear that they're getting paid like millions per episode and I'm kind of like damn Kim I would have came back for that (laughs) honestly I was thinking that too like how much do you have to hate someone to turn down a couple mil episode absolutely I don't know absolutely anyways (laughs) yeah and it only being 10 episodes like I could rally for for yeah I I think they only like we I saw them lots of behind the scenes photos of them filming and I think the filming was only like three or four months not that that's not a lot of time but yeah Mm -hmm. I could definitely rally for a couple million per episode yeah. but she didn't even want to do the first two movies so she's been done for with them for a while and f- again fair enough the movies were a farce and she had like the I love worst the first one <laughs> okay. I love yeah. I'm sorry I really love the first one I just think it's like it's one of my favorite movies honestly I love it but anyways yeah so then the next major plot twist and again huge spoiler probably the biggest spoiler of the series yeah but big john james preston dies i (laughs) absolutely unbelievable like i cannot tell you the absolute like rage i had because it was 
it was so obvious as Lily is starting to play the piano and like the music is like ramping up and it's a little bit frantic and Big is like giving her on the Peloton. We know he has the heart condition from like season one Mm -hmm. and you just you can just see it unfold. But then when Carrie arrives at the apartment, his eyes are still open. So weird. So weird. You can like see him breathing. So I was like, oh, it's just another heart thing. He's going to go to the hospital and then blah, blah, blah. And then he dies. It was so like, because there were so many things that could have happened in that moment. <laughs> and it like was kind of frustrating to watch because it's like, Okay, he falls down. He had his cell phone, but it like fell in the shower. And it's kind of like, are you not able to like pick it up and call 911? And like, I, you know, I don't know what a heart attack does to you. So I'm not trying. I don't know. But even, okay, even if that's the case, you couldn't call 911. He was able to stay alive for a fair amount of time <laughs> as she got home because we see him collapse while she's like getting a taxi. And so, it had to be at least 15 minutes or so before she got home, got upstairs and saw him like that. So it's like, he's just laying there and he's still alive. Then she comes in and it's like a full minute of her just like staring and trying to process what's happening. And it was just so odd. Like, and then she runs over holding him. No phone is in hand, like just call 911 that's what I was like screaming at the tv I'm like call 911 like (laughs) hello what's happening here oh so I don't know what you think but it was just it was a weird scene and I think they wanted to like I think they wanted him to like die in her arms but it would have been more (laughs) like it would have been more realistic if like like I just thought she was gonna walk in and he was there like dead on the floor same same like same. that would have been like I mean it would have been hard to watch but like it would have been more realistic than him like sitting there like hey <laughs> and like, like clutching his chest it was so weird and I just didn't understand like what was happening um and then and then the very like dramatic shot of like her blue Manolo Blahniks like in the shower like it was so like much and I feel like I could see it coming when she got the Manolo Blahniks on and when he said like he's gonna stay home and and I could just like feel it coming and their relationship in the first like half of the episode or whatever three quarters of the episode was so perfect like them making dinner together like super in love and like their quarantine routines and all of that stuff. And I was just like, okay, like it's never this perfect with Carrie and big. So Mm -hmm. obviously something big's going to happen. Yeah. No pun intended. (laughs) I, I was also just really surprised because I don't know if you knew this, but in like the spring or something like that, there was leaked scripts or like some plot lines were released online and then people are like yeah and one of them was actually that either big died or 
they got a divorce mm. and like everyone thought it was super fake, I believe. And then it's just interesting that it was actually true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You think that they would like lock down something that is this big, like the sex in the city reboot. Mm -hmm. I also just don't get why he died in episode one. And I guess we'll see what plays out after this. But like, did he just not want to film? Or do you think this was like intentional? Like we're going to see Carrie post big or like, what Um, do you think is going to happen? No, I know for a fact he's on another show. And I I just don't think he could film. So you think that this was just a scheduling conflict that caused them to write this storyline? Wild. Yeah. Again, why isn't everyone dropping their other obligations to film this show? (laughs) I don't know what show he's on right now, but I think it's like a show that he's like been on for a little while. And like, you know, he's he committed to that probably before this opportunity came on. But yeah, I don't know. Again, I just feel like there was other ways to ride around things like that. Absolutely. That's just my opinion. Like send big to the Hamptons and like for 10 episodes. Like, I don't know. Why does it die? Yeah. And like maybe he's retired, but he's like a businessman. Like send him on a fucking business trip for two weeks or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. God. So do you think that she starts like dating after? Because I was also thinking like, I know. I know it was funny my friend was like you think they're gonna try to have Carrie on like dating apps and I'm like I cannot watch that that's oh my god maybe because Miranda and Steve are like again together forever um and Mm, I have a theory about that too but uh okay okay I'll ask you about that and then (laughs) um Charlotte and Harry have been together forever and Samantha was the one that like would bring a, a lot of the dating stories. So then I was thinking maybe they need Carrie to be the person who's like out in the dating world. I mean, probably, but I don't really want to see that personally. But I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I just have so many. I don't know. I just feel like I don't want to see that. But I like I understand for the show that it'll be good to see like women, older women trying to date, you know, like it'll be very relatable for a very specific audience. And I think it would be, you know, I think it would be important to see that on television because there's a lot of women who get older or their, you know, their husbands die, like literally that happens. And it's like, okay, what do you do? And a lot of older people start to try to get out into the dating world. And I think it would be good to have like that representation to see like what that process is really like. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't be like super upset about it, but I just don't, I just don't like it. I don't know why just because it's just like, we've seen so much happen with Big and Carrie and I just feel like it'd be so weird to see her start dating again. But I mean, that's what the show is about, like you said, but I think also, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but I thought it was really like in poor taste when there was a woman at Big's funeral saying like, are we all just forgetting how bad he was? <laughs> and I was like, this is so inappropriate. Like, I understand that, like, because I know a lot of fans of the show still feel that way. Like, no, like, there's yes. a lot of people who, like, actually hate Big and they hate that, like, they ended up together. I mean, I don't feel that way just because I feel like I binged the show. So I, like, 
I feel like if yes, if you were watching the show for like years and years and you saw all this stuff happen with Big, it's kind of like it, there was so much time and you kind of got frustrated. But when you when you binge the show like in like a couple months, like I did, I feel like you see that like they were always really meant for each other. Like there was no one else that could deal with either of their bullshit. This like they're meant for each other. It was so toxic, but they are meant for each other. So I think um, that's why I was I was really sad, like during the funeral, like I literally cried like during like the episode because I was just like, that's really sad, you know, and um, I just feel like it was in poor taste for her to say that. But I think they did that because it was showing the audience like, yes, we understand that like Big is not the best guy that you should kind of want to be with. And I think they're probably setting it up for maybe Carrie to find her real soulmate later in life. I don't know. That's yeah. just my theory. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was like interesting for them to throw that line in there. Absolutely. I think that's a really good point. So two things I was thinking about. I totally agree. It's so annoying. Again, hearkening back to Grey's Anatomy when for years and years and years they are setting this one person up as their one true love happily ever after soulmate and then the person fucking dies right but I guess maybe that is real life like that happens oh, but it's like I don't want to see the real life I don't ne- neither do I <laughs> absolutely and then you're right This show, which we're going to talk about, is trying to reconcile a lot of mistakes that they made in the past. Yes. And I think that the creator, Darren Starr, and the writing team or whatever, Mm -hmm. is in tune with the conversations that are happening online. And a lot of it was like, yeah, Big was shitty to her. And I do agree that they're soulmates because, again, like I said, I at the beginning like I don't think Carrie is a great person either like exactly <laughs> they're they're both flawed humans which yeah. is interesting television but yep I wonder if that was kind of possible foreshadowing for her to find a really nice guy or date and and find someone that's right for her at this time or whatever that looks like maybe again the moral of the story is going to be that you can have like lots of soulmates or partners for different stages of your lives or whatever yeah but it was interesting that that I think that that was obviously because it was in the funeral and it was such a highlighted moment that it is foreshadowing something and like that was a huge part of the series like Miranda being like and Charlotte I I can't remember Samantha's opinions really on big but like I remember specifically Miranda being like when Carrie gets back together with big after the 10th time or whatever she was like yes in like the thrift store whatever they're like we I can't see you do this again and obviously Charlotte had when she was really pregnant the like I rue the day that you were born or whatever she said. But it's just really interesting. So I'm excited to see if they are getting at that. I think that would be really interesting TV. But I don't know. I just hated this whole plot line for obvious reasons. Me too. It was rough. Aiden is coming back. I heard that. Do you think there's a possible reconciliation between those two i don't know i think they'll have a moment 
I think it would be a disservice for him to do that personally. Doesn't he have his own family or no? Yes, yes, you're right. When they met in Abu Dhabi and almost kissed, he was like showing her pictures of her his like kids or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, who knows? He could probably be single on the show now, but I don't know. We'll see. Like, is that who is she who she was supposed to be with? I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I'd rather see her with someone new, but I don't know. (laughs) We'll see. see. I I will say I did look at the episode titles of the next upcoming episodes, and I think one of them was called, like, The Widow Dating or, like... Oh, God. Yeah. Having, (laughs) like, sex as a widow or something like that. I, I don't know why I didn't write it down. So, obviously, she does, like... Yeah. I'm assuming she would be the widow. So um, I'm assuming there's some plot line, but who knows what it could be. Yeah. So (laughs) let's check in with the other characters. Yes. Miranda goes back to school Mm -hmm. and she's really nervous. She has a drink before class, which I think, again, is hinting at maybe some issues with alcohol she's talking about having troubles parenting teenage brady which was a fun character to to see grown up (laughs) and she gets to her class and it is like a literal five minute scene of her committing multiple microaggressions mm-hmm. against her black professor. Yes. The way that my body like <laughs> coiled and, like, and the way that my I had like a crick in my neck. Like it was so, I was in physical pain. <laughs> it was so weird and just like cringy and I was just like stop, stop, stop. Like what is happening? I don't know. It was just so embarrassing. And like, like, I understand like why they're trying to do it, but it was just like, ugh. and I also don't really think, and I've seen this debate on Twitter. Like, again, I don't really think this is something Miranda would do. Yes. I could see like Charlotte kind of being in that situation, <laughs> but I don't see Miranda being in that situation. Mm-hmm. Miranda was the only one, the whole show who actually had a black boyfriend at one point. I think who was the only black guy on the show ever. And mm-hmm. so it's like, she's not like new to like black people. Like I just thought it was like really weird <laughs> like, for her to like yes. act like she didn't like, couldn't talk to, I don't know. It was just very strange. Um, again, I feel like if it was Carrie or Charlotte in that moment, it would have been more like believable, but Miranda just always like, she's like, she's a very educated woman. And like, she, I just don't think she would be like acting like that or like saying things like that. But I think they just wanted to show how like, you know, maybe like older white women are struggling in like this climate because like they want to be woke, but they're just like doing it wrong. So I guess that that, that's what they were like trying to show. But it was like really weird and like unnecessary. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, I felt like it was just doubling down on like I don't know maybe maybe they show her like struggling or doing something or something like that but it was just like tripling down it just didn't seem like yeah congruent with Miranda's character but also it just and maybe this is my ignorance but it didn't seem like that was like a real life scenario right no it wasn't at all (laughs) where she was like taught she was like no I know this is wrong but she's like (laughs) 
just digging herself into like a deeper hole and like trying to get out of it I just feel like if you say something you just stop talking (laughs) yeah and then like like the multiple occasions where like she sees the professor on the train she sees her struggling to get an ID and she's like why are you asking her about her ID I'm like oh my god this is ridiculous and the professor's like oh yeah you have like white saviorism and she's like oh my god like it just like I don't know it's a weird storyline but yeah and then um the professor Dr. Naya Wallace was literally getting mugged on the subway and then she was like was that an okay time to like intervene and I was like yeah come on like (laughs) like this is like the third time that people have like corrected your behavior and you're just like still not learning that like it it was just really obviously tough to watch and Mm -hmm. obviously the show has had like you mentioned issues with a diverse cast all the main characters are white and straight cis woman yeah they had a lot of like transphobic queer phobic mm-hmm. comments or like Class, you yeah. know classist shit like just all of that stuff in the original series and then people are like okay well if you're doing a reboot like we demand better but this seemed um it's, it's very forced it's just forced. it's too forced it's yeah forced i don't know <laughs> it's just forced there's nothing else I could say about it um we're trying to put these women in these environments where they just like wouldn't actually be and I don't know that's what I struggle with things like this right like because a lot of reboots and a lot of shows they're trying to bring them into 2021 and which is fine but I don't think we need to like push so hard with like certain narratives like I think it just needs to just be like normal and like real like they can bring in a black friend and just like act normal we don't have to talk about (laughs) them being black we don't have to talk about having a non-binary friend every five seconds like they Mm -hmm. can just be in the cast and like that's it like that's all you know what I mean like I don't know I know we're about to talk about you know the whole podcast thing so yeah totally agree like maybe have it not slow burn isn't the right word but it's like you could sprinkle some um storylines throughout the series about these characters that just would seem a lot more realistic than just like cramming a hundred things into like one episode exactly and I think it's sad because I feel like the conversations aren't even about why the things Miranda was saying and doing were problematic etc it was about how it didn't fit into the story or like the it wasn't done in a great way versus like actually talking about why commenting on the professor's hair was inappropriate or having a white savior complex when she can't find her ID and the security guard is asking for it. Like Mm -hmm. it just, I think those moments fell flat and the conversation isn't about the right thing now. It's about how it was like super cringy. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's that they're doing a lot of that in this show. Like they're just like, there's a lot of things going on very fast and like, they're not 
I feel like the storytelling is like just not that great. You know, like we kind of like brush past the Samantha stuff. We brush past like just everything. It's just very fast. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I had to did I had to take a break after the first episode. I was like exhausted. I'm like, what is even happening right now? Like I had to digest the whole Samantha thing and then like big literally dies. I have to like digest that. I'm like, whoa, there's a lot happening in this first episode. And it's like it's just too much to the point where, like I said, it's just not great storytelling. You know, I'm just, I just find myself very frustrated with the writers. I'm like, oh, this is so typical. This is so like lazy. Like that's how I feel, you know? And I just yeah. feel like it used to be written such in a such, I don't know, in, in just a better way. That's how I feel. Absolutely. Speaking of classic storylines, one of the other things that came out of the series was how Carrie wrote like one column for like a tiny newspaper a week (laughs) and had the most gorgeous clothes, shoes, apartment, lifestyle, etc. Yeah. Nowadays, she is a part time (laughs) co-host of a podcast Yes. And she is still living the same lifestyle and we are podcast hosts. <laughs> we know this is not realistic at all. I was like, again, rolling in my fucking grave. Like, mm-hmm. how are they doing this again? It was almost comical. Comical. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why we're supposed to believe that Carrie just like just has so much money I mean I guess now it's like I guess it's big's money but even before that like none of it ever made any sense and I guess they're just not ever gonna try to like make it make sense I don't know but I mean we know that like big bought that like penthouse for them but yeah like she's just always had a lot of clothes and just been living very cushy off a writer's tiny salary so (laughs) I don't know it's really odd (laughs) And she is on a sex podcast. I think that Che Diaz, who is played by Sarah Ramirez, is like the her main co-host. And I think the Jackie Nee character is was just there for like an episode because I looked at the again, the Wikipedia and it seems like he was just a like a guest. I feel like it's probably like a like a Chelsea Lately thing where like it's like Che's the main host and they just have like a panel that comes in and yes a rotating panel so obviously it's a really interesting character because like we talked about before the series had gay characters but and lesbians but it was like no one else (laughs) yeah it was like the gay best friend um and just a lot of like stereotypical roles for both of those people no one else from the lgbtq plus community so che and obviously is like a main character like we see them at the funeral etc so they obviously have more plot lines they ask Carrie about masturbation and she like dies which like I would die too Mm -hmm. but I will say I thought this was like the one kind of actually storyline that has carried through the show because Mm -hmm. she was kind of a prude in the series yeah and Samantha called her out for that not that that's like necessarily a bad thing but when you're like a sex columnist Mm -hmm. I guess you're assuming that they're more open about yeah they're more open (laughs) yeah 
Yes. So I actually thought that that was like realistic for her to respond Mm -hmm. just by like laughing and stuff. Um, But what was your, you had a theory about Che's character. Do you want to share that now? Yeah. I mean, I just want to preface this by saying that like, I don't know anything and this is just like my theory of what's going to happen. Like just fully, just watching the two episodes. So I felt like they were pushing this character on us a lot. Like, like just in the podcast scene, they are telling us about, you know, everything about them and a lot of conversations with Carrie and I don't know. I just felt like we were seeing Che on our screen a lot. <laughs> and for them to be at the funeral, I was like, okay, the huge blowout fight with Miranda, not the fight, but like the encounter with Miranda. I was like, okay. I was like, why are we seeing this person so much? And I thought about it. And especially with the encounter with Miranda, I was like, mm, they are gonna hook up wild I really think that um we know that Miranda is you know she is a lesbian in real life she has a Mm -hmm. you know she has a female partner been married for a long time they have kids and everything and so since like you said they bring they're bringing a lot of real life themes into the show which is kind of weird I think they are going to explore Miranda being gay in her mid you know in her middle age years um I don't know what that's gonna say or what's gonna happen with Steve and all that that's what that's what I was actually shocked because I thought I just didn't think Steve was even gonna be on the show or not that I didn't think he was gonna be on the show but it would have been less shocking for this the series to start and they were just like not together I would have believed that easily easily I've been like I've been like okay (laughs) like because they had so many problems before Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, they're like happily married and like everything's fine. Like this is kind of weird. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see how it's going to play out because it, the the scene with Miranda and Che just gave me sexual tension vibes. I don't know why, but it just did. And I think it would be a great way for them to like just have Miranda explore her sexuality in a different way. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's just my theory, but we'll see. I like that theory a lot. I definitely like didn't get that the first time, but now when you explain it and now I'm thinking about their conversation, I could totally see that. Like death flirty vibes. Yeah. And I would be sad for Steve, but that would actually be a storyline that I'd be interested in watching. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, just yeah. cuz I just felt like they were building up this character to us like a little too much they are going to be a major um, character on the show. So I'm, you know, just like kind of like how, how are they going to integrate this character into the show more? Um, Interesting. So I think that's going to be the way. I love that. Okay. I, I would be again, sad for Steve. I know. I mean, I don't know. Like it could be far-fetched. I could be totally wrong. Um, Cause I got like, again, yeah. I don't know how they would, she would just be like, Oh, Steve, I fell in love with this. <laughs> non-binary person sorry and like that would be really weird so I don't know but everything on this show is weird so far so I wouldn't be surprised honestly I will say Steve looks good yes he does (laughs) I saw someone on Twitter like oh my god like they were saying like the like grossest things about him like you know I want him to 
whatever but i was just like yes I, I know what tweet you're referencing it was like something i'll i will share it was like um the chokehold this man had me in like yeah. in the early 2000s the chokehold that i want yeah him to give me or something yes, like that exactly. nowadays exactly. yes i was dying so funny oh my god so the next person we should check in with is Charlotte. Yes. She has two kids, Lily and Rose. We met them in the movies and the TV shows, obviously. Um, one kid is like her, Lily, the pianist. We saw her play yeah. um, a beautifully. It seemed like it was the actress actually playing the piano. Yep. So I was like, okay, props. And then Rose, who is like the free spirit. She doesn't want to wear the dress. She's skateboarding with Harry, like all of those things. Yeah. Outside of the, her kids, though, did she, did we see any other like plot lines or anything else about Charlotte? No. I mean, just Charlotte being Charlotte, you know, just yeah. like <laughs> crying all the time. I did think it was interesting how they brought in that other new character, that black woman. Oh, yes. What's her? Uh, Lisa Todd Wexley. Yeah. And it seemed like... There was a reference to her at the piano recital or whatever. And um, someone called her like the Black Charlotte. And I was oh, like, Anthony said that. Yeah. And I was like, OK, I, I don't know. That line just felt weird to me. But um, I could see like where they were going with that. But it was just like, OK, like, are we just is she going to be a major part of the show, too? You know, it's just weird. Like they're just trying to add a lot of like diverse cast members which I think is interesting but I don't know I wonder what her kind of role is going to be with Charlotte but yeah I mean it was just like a lot of Charlotte crying and just like trying to be this like perfect mom and that's all she's ever wanted so I didn't expect anything different honestly <laughs> yeah it was just same old same old Charlotte worrying about the wallpaper and her kids clothes and trying to befriend somebody <laughs> in the TV series. So yeah, they also like, this is a, in their world, a post COVID world. Do you think that this was a mistake to bring COVID into it? Or do you think like, it's interesting? Yeah, I don't know. Most shows have been doing it. Like literally every show has written COVID into the storyline some way, somehow. I mean, I think it's fine because it is like a major part of history and like it would be weird to just not acknowledge it. Um, so I don't have a problem with it, I guess. Yeah, I agree. Like it is weird to not mention it since it has ruled our lives for the past two years. But it's just so weird because it's like I found this with like I think Brooklyn Nine-Nine is the only other show that I've watched that has talked about it but it, it would be like okay COVID's here and then like we're just all like maskless so it's like it's not real life so I just find it like a weird way of talking about it but yeah and again I think it was just like another element that I was like we don't necessarily need this in the TV show because I don't think that people came to sex in the city for almost like realistic plot lines and yeah. stories, mm -hmm. even though they do talk about like real life issues and stuff. But yeah, I, I thought I could like take that or leave that. Yeah, exactly. I think they did it like the right way. Like they kind of mentioned it a little bit, but it's not a huge, 
Like if they were like filming Driving in quarantine, force. that would have been so annoying and like stupid, you know? So yeah, I liked that it was just like normal, but then they were like, oh, we can hug again. You know, I, yeah. I think it, <laughs> yeah. they did it. I, th- I think they did it the best way that they could. Nice, nice. So the other like big kind of, I don't want to say storyline, but kind of the purpose of the TV show is women in their 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about aging, we talk about Miranda's hair, you know, Carrie being on Instagram and podcasting. So what did you think about the show delving into women in their 50s? Okay, so I liked it because I mean, obviously, that's what we're showing. That's what we're watching, right? Like, these women have gotten older and like, so but I think it would have been better. I think they just did it like so annoyingly because <laughs> I just felt like they were acting like these people were like 80 years old. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like, okay, number one, Steve literally having like all loss of hearing <laughs> pretty much like what they say, like 40% and like 60%. And they're just like, Steve, he's like, what? What? It's so like, come on. He's not like 80 years old in a wheelchair who like can't hear anything. He's like, he's probably like 58 years old. Like he's not deaf. Like, I don't get that. Like what all of a sudden he's never had ear problems before. Why all of a sudden he like just can't hear anything. He's not that old. Like that's not a realistic storyline. Number two. Sorry, the audio is going to be so bad because it's literally just me laughing. (laughs) It was just so extreme. And even Big dying on a Peloton. Again, (laughs) I know that like, yes, he had a heart condition that we knew about. But it's like also like, again, he's not that old. Like, I just feel like a lot of these themes were just like, oh, these people are so old and decrepit. (laughs) Fragile. And like, Carrie's like big always rubs my bag because I'm just like this is too much it's too much they just I just feel like they were like forcing the age thing like so hard and um like I I liked the conversation about Miranda's hair and like little Mm. things like that I think are good conversations but them acting like they like can't hear they can't walk they can't it's just like you guys aren't that old like come on yeah yeah um so I don't know I thought that was like like the Steve storyline was just like I just had to roll my eyes and laugh at that because it was just very extreme but I think it is important because we don't have shows about middle-aged women like living life like I think it's really important to show that but I just want them to do it in a more tasteful way and not act like these people are like so out of the loop dying (laughs) physically unable to do things like I don't (laughs) it's like very far-fetched absolutely like you know them just being like what's a podcast I can't listen to podcasts and like you know and I guess it's realistic in some sense of them just being out of the loop with certain things and like yeah like I don't expect like a 55 plus year old woman to have Instagram but um, I don't know. I just feel like they're women who are very up to t- up, like the characters we knew them as would be very in tune with the times. So I think, again, it was just weird to act like 
Carrie wouldn't have an Instagram. Like, of course she would have an Instagram. Like, Carrie would probably be the first person on Instagram. Like, that's just so up her alley, I feel like. So, I don't know. I just, wa- yeah. I just want them to do a better job. Like, I think that's my only complaint with this whole thing. It's like, the writing is just a little lazy. You know? Yeah. Very typical stuff. Boring. Like, let's amp it up a little bit. So, these women are in their 50s. And it's like they're all on Instagram and Twitter and listen to podcasts or guests on podcasts. And it's like they're happening women in New York. Mm -hmm. Like Sarah Jessica Parker, I feel like has real life Carrie vibes. Yeah. And she's doing all those things. So why wouldn't the characters, especially with Carrie being so into fashion, you like have to be on social media to see the trends and to watch yes. the shows and like all of this stuff. Exactly. So it was so weird. And I, I feel like especially after COVID, like if they're talking about COVID as a real thing in the TV show, a lot of people like my grandma is FaceTiming me. Yeah. She's in her mid 80s. Like they picked it up if they couldn't or they didn't do it before. Yeah. So it just seems really un unrealistic and when Miranda's like I can't get into podcasts it's like Miranda you're a lawyer (laughs) you're now a social justice master's student Mm -hmm. like you're definitely listening to to, like that's what I'm saying like they I tried to act like Miranda was so out of touch and I'm like this is not who Miranda is like she yeah she would listen like the book thing okay that was also like so weird because they're like you have real textbooks (laughs) not a kindle and I was like I went to school, I I went to college now seven years ago or whatever, but like, or I graduated seven years ago, but it's like, I, I had textbooks. I didn't put my shit on a Kindle, like, right. And I work at a university, all the students, like a lot of them do have it online or like on iPads, but I was like, a lot of them just have the fucking book. Right. Exactly. It was so, it was so weird. Yeah. Anyways, one other thing that I wanted to mention that is different from the series, which I don't think is working, is Sex in the City was a lot more episodic. I don't know if I'm using that word correctly, but in the series, I, I also believe they were like 30 minute episodes. So now they're like an hour, which is different. Mm-hmm. But they, when I mean episodic, again, don't know if I'm using that word right, but I mean like Sounds right to me. they kind of <laughs> <laughs> they had continuity with the plot, but each episode kind of revolved around kind of like a topic or a theme and it changed each episode. And now they are doing that less. It's more of like a serial long form tv show and i don't think that works as much like i think the kind of quippy you know brunch date scenarios and stuff just work so much better Mm -hmm. in the shorter format so we'll see about that the other thing that's different is there's less carry voiceover I wrote in the in our outline there was no voiceovers, but then I remember her being like, and then Big died. So that can't be true. So she must mm. be talking at some point. <laughs> I'm like, did I blank that out? No, you're right. Yeah, I think that was the only time we really heard her. Wow, now I'm like thinking. So like, did she, she didn't introduce the characters or anything? Like, I don't think so. Yeah. 
I think maybe she did like an intro and outro at the beginning and end of the episode. But I guess I was so traumatized (laughs) by the death of Big that I like literally blanked it all out. Yeah. I think she, yeah, I think she just does the intro outro, but she's not doing voiceovers like throughout the episode like she usually would. Yeah, that's a good catch. I didn't really catch that. I have to pay more attention to that. Um, But yeah, like I think it's just because like you said, like they are longer episodes and I think it's following more of like the movie outline, if that makes sense, like the template of the movies. It's not really like the the typical show, like you said, but I don't don't mind the long episodes so far. Mm hmm. Yeah, we'll see how it develops for sure. But again, I, I think I think we don't mind it right now because they're still trying to pump a lot of information into us all at once. True. Like the first episode True. was like, uh, 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 what? <laughs> like it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. So we'll see if that pace continues the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a good point. That was another thing that I just thought was clumsy. It was like, okay, here's Lisa Todd Wexley. She's a humanitarian. She is a Park Avenue. I don't know. It was just like all of these things about these people instead of just learning about them in a more natural way. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was kind of clumsy writing. Yep. And you already shared this. You are going to be watching episodes three to ten. But are you like excited for the next episode? Or are you a little bit down on on the series as a whole? Yeah. I So I read this article and I hopefully I can find it again. But it was on Twitter. Basically, this person was saying how like they weren't excited for the reboot, but they're so invested in these characters that they just kind of like have to watch. Uh, so I feel like that's how I feel. Um <laughs> I was excited to watch at first just to, you know, like I said at the beginning of this episode, I thought it was going to be, you know, the romanticism, the fun, like checking in on our favorite characters. But it turned so dark (laughs) and so realistic so fast that, like I said, after the first episode, I had to take a break. I was like, I need a minute. I don't like this. I'm very angry. I had a lot of emotion. Second episode, I was like, Okay, you know, like they redeemed themselves with like the funeral and like the, you know, Samantha sending flowers and it seemed like, okay, these things happened. So now we're going to move forward. And, you know, so I was like, yes, I'm going to watch. I'm invested. I feel like I just need to see what happens, even though I'm not really liking it. (laughs) You know, I don't I don't like that the four girls are not friends. I don't like that Big is dead, but it's like, okay, we're here now. I've invested many years of my life into this series and I just need to know what happens to these women. So in that standpoint, yes, I will be watching, but do I feel like we even needed this reboot at all? No. And, but I'm not mad that they made a reboot because I like, I like, I like watching them. Like me too, but I think, it just could have been a different. I just wish it was different. I wish I wish it, everyone was there. I wish Big was there the whole time. And we could have had a interesting show with like different dynamics and different storylines that didn't have to make it seem so realistic and I don't know, upsetting. I don't know. I'm just upset. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel the same way. There's no way that I cannot watch it because, again, huge Sex in the City fan, even though obviously critical of Mm -hmm. their gaps. Yes. But I know I really wanted frivolous, bubbly, light. Yes. 
especially again after the last couple years we've had Mm -hmm. I just want her shopping for Manolo bonnets (laughs) and like some beautiful New York City uh landscape and some like fun hot guys yes parties yes fancy yes fancy parties like gossip oh this is what I wanted like I wanted them to like all be together having fun living their lives with their families and then having like storylines with other older women who are trying to date and like observing them and like having Carrie talk about it or like yes Carrie could have had her own podcast kind of doing the column but just like in a podcast format and like talking to other older women and being like hasn't New York changed from when we were running around like that would have (laughs) been really interesting totally Uh, see we could have wrote the show better (laughs) I know I know and you know I have a running theory that Darren Star hates women so right (laughs) this just adds to it clearly yeah you're totally right like the column literally her voiceovers yes could have been a podcast yeah like her litter the title of the show could have been like what what does she always say like and that got me thinking or like mm-hmm. so I couldn't help but wonder help or but like wonder her podcast could be called couldn't help but wonder and then she could have her little intro where she's ruminating by herself and then she intros the guest mm-hmm. has a conversation she could bring in more diverse perspectives like she needed to in her sex column before she could do her I know she had pieces of advice mm-hmm. And that would have been funny, like Carrie, who was like so hip and up to date, like, you guys, I'm starting a podcast. And then Miranda's like, what the heck is a podcast? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that would have been more fun. And they're like, Carrie, what are you even doing? I don't know how to use this stuff. And like, that would have been funnier instead of them trying to pull Carrie into a podcast and her being like, "Uh, masturbation. I don't know. Like, (laughs) so silly. So silly. Okay, one last bone I want to pick. No, two things. Okay. About her on Instagram, too. I was like, do we like the videos of people, like, taking videos of people on the street without their consent? Like, I don't love that as a concept. Right. Yeah. They tried to make her be this, like, sneaky fashion blogger person. It was so weird. Which doesn't make sense because she's already well known in New York. She wouldn't just take pictures of other people. She would take pictures of herself because Carrie's a narcissist. (laughs) Hello. Like totally. You think Carrie is not going to be in front of the camera? Like no. So weird. So weird. Okay. The last bone I have to pick is unfortunately and may he rest in peace but Willie Garson who plays Stanford passed away recently. Yeah. Um, from a battle with cancer so what I don't get also is like obviously they didn't know he was gonna pass away but like Mm -hmm. they're probably gonna have to address it in the tv show I'm assuming when did they wrap up filming or like was his storyline done like we I don't know we just don't know so like it could have we just like we might not see any of that on the show um, but again, I don't even think I can handle another death on the show right now. I can't. <laughs> so I don't I don't even think I would want can't. that to happen. So I don't know. Um, Absolutely not. 
And, and he looked I so think- good on the show. So it's like, it's hard for me to even believe that he was sick at all. Like he looked amazing. He looked fresh, like just like he did 10 years ago. Like I feel like he aged, the, he, he aged the least out of everybody else. <laughs> honestly, yes. he looks so good. Yes. So it's, it's really sad um, to hear of his passing. And yeah, I think that I had read that he had filmed three episodes mm-hmm. and passed away in the middle of the season. So again, I don't know if Anthony, his partner is just going to be like, we're going on vacation or like something like that. But yeah. Yeah, it's just there's such a somber tone of this new TV show. And again, during these times, I I'm really looking for just some mindless shit to watch. Yeah, I know. So that's like I hope we I hope we see them like make up at least on the show. Yes. Or something. Yes. Or, yeah. I don't know what they're going to do with that. So it's really hard. Yeah. Sucks. So sad. Yeah. What do you hope for for the rest of the season? Any. Like we said, more light, more frivolous things. Just bringing more of the fun back to the show, I think. Yeah, same here. Love that. And not trying to push woke narratives as much, but I know that's not going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, I just wish that they could include diverse cast members where the cast members didn't have this, like, A, burden of, like, representing a whole community on their backs just because they're the only person of color on the TV show now. Yeah. Like, like I said before, like just let them be a part of the show. It doesn't have to be their identity. Like it doesn't, we don't have to talk about, Hey everyone, there's a black person on the cast. Like we don't need to do that. Like even with um, Lisa Todd Wexley, it's like, let her just be this like fabulous woman. Why do we have to say she's the black Charlotte? Like, yeah, just it's just it's still out of touch. Like, ugh. I know, I know. Just let know, her be, like she's, you know, I don't know. Weird. Absolutely. Yeah. I just wish they could have added a diverse cast without yeah having to point out at every moment that they're different <laughs> yeah. than the the main cast exactly. and, and stuff like that. So, so. weird. Excited to learn more about those characters, though. Yeah. We had some hints of, like, Naya struggling with pregnancy and Lisa maybe with some, like, parenting stuff. Mm -hmm. So excited to see where those storylines go. And I know that we have more new cast members to meet, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully it gets better, so we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll, I'll be a loyal watcher no matter what, so amazing well thank you so much for coming on this was such a great episode as always yes thank you for having me (laughs) such short notice me just asking you (laughs) uh please let me on I have something to say (laughs) always happy to make room in the schedule for you where can the listeners find your podcast plug anything that you have going on yeah um so i've kind of taken a little hiatus from my podcast but it's called the lisa rance podcast still up you can listen to a lot of my episodes they're pretty much like evergreen so it doesn't you can listen to them anytime and hopefully in 2022 i'll have some new kind of content coming for you guys but um Right now, I'm really focused on my monthly community circles. Um, they're called the rant and release circles. So just bringing um, like, like-minded 
people together to kind of chat about different subjects every month over Zoom. And it's just so fun and has just been the highlight of my year, honestly. So yeah, so just check me out on Instagram at Lisa Rants um, and my podcast, Lisa Rants Podcast on anywhere you listen to podcasts. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much, Lisa, for coming on today's episode. Two small updates that I want to say that I have learned from after recording this episode. The Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker incident was way closer to what was depicted on the TV show than I originally thought. I say in the episode that it was really close, like a friend trying to reach out and one ignoring them after a business deal gone wrong, which is what we heard a lot about in the tabloids, that it was a pay issue. But Shannon from Fluently Forward on TikTok, and she also hosts a podcast about celebrity blind items, mentioned that Sarah Jessica Parker, SJP, sent Kim Cattrall flowers after her brother tragically passed away and Kim went on to Instagram to be like stop doing this like stop trying to look like a good friend when you're not and stop trying to say that you are like the good girl in the media when you're like a bad friend and mean and stuff like that so I just wanted to add that because I think it's just wild that they were so shady in this fucking tv series And then the other thing I want to mention is that Chris Noth, question mark, Noth, I don't know. I always just want to call him Chris North. He really should have just changed his last name. But he's uh, the person that plays Big and he died on a Peloton and Peloton stocks crashed like 11% the day after the episode, which I don't even know how stocks work. I think that means that like wouldn't that mean that people stopped buying their products because of the TV show or people stopped valuing the company because of the TV show? I don't know because I guess was it like sex in the city watchers or was it like people being like oh this is like bad press because they depicted someone dying on it so like we don't think the company's gonna do well in the next quarter like (laughs) I'm just throwing out like business words. Anyways, who knows? But like, I just think that's fucking wild that a TV show can like affect the trades. I don't know. The stock so much just um, blows my mind. Anyways, he did a commercial with Peloton that came out on like Instagram. It had Ryan Reynolds doing a voiceover. So I'm assuming and like the set was beautiful. So I'm assuming it had been in the works for a while, which is again, weird that Peloton would like let them name drop them in the series and then like do this commercial I don't know maybe they put it together in this last weekend but it's just like a funny commercial between him and like an instructor I will post it on my Instagram so follow me there at rtbp podcast if you haven't seen it anyways that's all from me for today I hope you are healthy and happy out there As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I'm ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.